0: Hey everyone, it's Jared with Destiny Ministries. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. You're in for such a treat with this episode featuring pastors Landon Galloway and Jason Warman. But before we get to the episode, just wanted to take a moment to remind you about our annual gathering conference coming up June 11th through 13th. We cannot wait to see you there. We're going to gather and worship with all of our family and friends at Christ Church in West Monroe, Louisiana, and it's going to be phenomenal. Hotel spots are filling up fast, and you can get registered today at www.destinyleaders.com forward slash the gathering. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. And now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Destiny Leaders
1: Podcast, where we are dedicated to developing the leader in you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. My name is Landon Galloway, and I'm honored to be here today with Pastor Jason Warman of Coast Life Church in Venice, Florida. Pastor Jason is a dynamic leader, and today he's going to share with us about the heart of leadership, um,
0: I know you're going to be blessed by this. So, Jason, what's on your heart today, man? What well, first of all, what's up, everybody? Glad you're listening in today. It's my my debut yes, on the, uh, the podcast, Destiny debut leadership podcast. So your life pretty, will never be the same. Never be the same. I'm pretty stoked to uh, get to get to lend a little bit of. Uh, insight or just leadership into into the resources that are provided here. And um really thought maybe today we could just have a conversation about um, what I would call the, the heart of leadership hmm. and talk about, you know, the Bible says really everything emanates from the heart. Hmm. So it makes sense then that leadership is, is not just a system or just a mental pursuit of knowing the right thing to do that it really does get down to the essence of who you are as a person. And so, uh, you know, I've always been enamored with a couple of different portions of the Bible. You know, as a whole, the Bible is a pretty good book, (laughs) (laughs) but specifically just two things I've always been uh, drawn to are are the prayers of Paul in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 and you know, we've built our church, a pastor coast life church, and uh, we've built our church around uh, the progression, really, that Paul lays out in Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter one, where he says, "You know, first of all, I want you to have the spirit of wisdom and not and, and revelation in the knowledge of God." Right. And so, the first thing that we kind of built our church on was this idea that we didn't want people to just to. Um, Kind of identify as a Christian, but would really know the Christ of Christianity that it's not just trying to get people to to line up with our religion but to really to really have a knowledge of God, have a relationship with him you know it was one of the things that Jesus said in the last day there'd be people that say, you know we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, we did miracles in your name and he says you know I never knew you mm. there there wasn't a knowledge there and uh so we want people to know God and then the second thing that I think really speaks to leadership is Paul said and I want your heart to be flooded with light to to have something in in your heart that gets flooded with light. And the reality is is there there are things that there's things that you can't see until certain areas of your heart gets illuminated right and I, I love dr darius daniel said it this way one time he said your calling isn't your healing oh wow and so a lot of times what happens is we think when we step into leadership or we answer the call to be a pastor that somehow that fixes us and the reality is is it doesn't fix us Mhm just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I'm not still broken Right. just because somebody moves from a member of the dream team and becomes the leader that that does not mean that you're in a place of health it doesn't mean that you're necessarily in a place where things are okay in your life and I've got probably staff and my wife that would all say you know I'm a pastor but I'm still very much a broken person like there's still things in me in my heart and in my life that affect the leadership Hmm. that i'm trying to walk out in my life right and so i I love how paul praises one is just i pray you just have a knowledge of god that you'd be hearing the voice of god that your heart would be sensitive to god and then the second thing is is I, i want your heart to be filled with light and the reality is is he's trying to it's really a progression of things i want you to know god i want your heart to be filled with light and then the third thing is I want you to see the the hope of your calling. He starts going into the calling and then he starts going into the same power that raised Christ from the dead. It's mm-hmm. the same power that's working on your behalf like like right. this place of of fulfillment really uh, of seeing God do the things that God wants to do in our lives and in our leadership and in our churches and but the the crucial part of that i think is not only having our eyes open so that we're in a knowledge based relationship with god we're in a relationship based uh relationship with god but that we're in a place where our hearts are are being healed and i think sometimes there's things in there that we just we that just haven't had a chance to be illuminated yet and one time for uh for Christmas, this was several Christmases ago, a couple in our church bought us a real Christmas wreath. Like it was made out of pine. I never, you know, we'd always just bought a a fake one or whatever. And one of those things I probably wouldn't have bought myself, but as a gift, it was really nice. The thing Mm -hmm. was beautiful. It smelled amazing. So we, we hang it on, on the front door and then, you know, Christmas wraps up and So it's March. We're taking down the Christmas decorations. It was February, but um, (laughs) we're taking down the Christmas decorations. And I remember, you know, as we're boxing everything up, I remember the wreath on the front door. So I open the front door of our house and I reach out to take the wreath off of the hanger. And I I live in Florida. Mm -hmm. Something important to know. It's warm all year. So even at Christmas time, it's sunny and warm. I reach out to take the wreath off of the hangar, and there is an explosion
1: hmm.
0: of tree frogs. This oh. thing was <laughs> filled with tree frogs. They're jumping out of the yard. They're jumping on me. Yeah. Like four or five of them jump back in the house, and it's just, it's craziness. And, you know, you can kind of, in one way, understand my surprise that right. that this thing is full of tree frogs because... It's shocking, but if you back up with it, it, it makes sense that there would be frogs in there because I literally put their habitat on my front door. Wow. I, I built a habitat. I built a place for them mm-hmm. to move in. Right. And th- I think this is where this becomes very significant, is it wasn't until the season changed that I found out what was in there. So good. Wow. And so, in one season, I created the habitat for these frogs to move in mm-hmm. and then was able to cohabitate with them during that season i can't wow. tell you can't tell you how many times I walked in and out that door yeah, so and they were there and i didn't they didn't cause me problems I didn't cause them problems, mm-hmm. but when Christmas was over, and it's time to move into the next season, that's when the frogs came out wow and what you see, and first of all, like this is just a little side rant. I I believe church ought to be the safest place for the frogs to jump out in your life. Right, right. Uh, in fact, I believe that what that's what church is. I believe mm-hmm. church is a place mm-hmm. where the frogs can come out, and there's so people good. who won't yeah. judge you for that. Wow. They'll just simply gather around you and help you catch the frogs in your life. Right. And so, but it it, it creates this. And Paul's talking about this. He's like, you're moving into God's calling. Mm-hmm. So your heart needs to be healed. Like the light needs to come. And there there needs to be this illumination. And so anytime somebody moves from one place to another place, it, the tendency is for the frogs to come out. Right. So if you think about it, when you're single and then you get married, there's, there's things that you were able to live with when you were single right. that become major issues when you get married. Yes. When you when you move from a level, especially in church life, of uncommitted to committed. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like we shouldn't be surprised that new believers would have problems in their life. They've been able to live with stuff in their life, but now they're trying to walk into a commitment with Jesus.
1: So good. Stuff's gonna come
0: out of their life. Right. Well and then it's the same with with leadership, when you move from spectating to participating or you move from just being on the team to taking ownership of the team. Mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's things that you've been able to live with that are now going to begin right. to get revealed. And it happens uh, when you move from one level of ministry to another. And what happens is in one season of our life, we create a habitation for it, and it's fine until the season changes. Right. And that's why our hearts have to be healed. And so it's, you know, there's the old saying that says it's new levels and new devils. Mm-hmm. And I I would actually repackage that a little bit and say it's actually new levels, old devils. (laughs) Wow. It's the stuff that we haven't dealt with. And so when Paul's writing this, he's saying your heart needs to be healed because there's things in there that you're not going, you're never going to see your tomorrow until you settle your yesterday. Mm -hmm. And when he says this, he says there's things that God needs to show you in your heart because there's something that you can't see until God allows you to heal this part of your heart right and I think uh, I think there's four key areas and uh that and I, I would call these usual suspects these are the normal frogs right that a lot of this isn't an exhaustive list right like there there there's probably a lot more frogs that we right. can deal with but just processing through what what kind, what kind of gets on the inside of us that sabotages leadership and number one I think one of the usual suspects is just a negative or a toxic thought, right? Like at, at one level of your life, it's understandable that you would allow that thought to begin to dominate your mind. Mm-hmm. But as you move forward, it, it becomes problematic that you can't move to the place God wants you to be and still have that thought uh, dominating your mind. Right? And, you know, one of the things that that I've dealt with and I still wrestle with to this day is. We went through a season when we were starting our church. We went through a season of of like outright poverty, mm. like it was a horrible, and and I, without knowing it, I began to have a poverty mindset. Right, like I, I it changed the way I thought, mm-hmm. and so like even today, today, like if people start like people start blasting like God's blessing or people prospering, I get I get angry about it because it's sensitive to me because. Mm-hmm. If you've never been in a place where you had to, you know, explain to your kids why the power's off right now right, or yeah. you've laid awake all wow. night trying to worry about where right. the finances are going to come to keep, you know, you stay in the home. You know, you, you the, it changes right. you. And then walking out of that, we were no longer in poverty, but I still carried the fear and the thought of poverty. Right. And to go to the level that God wanted us to go as a church, uh, there was there was thoughts that had to be brought back into mm-hmm. submission to what the Word of God said. Right, and so for most, for a lot of us, there's a thought that it, it was reasonable in one season that we would begin to think that way, but right. when we move into another season, we can't think that way. The second so thing I think good. is a is a, is an, an attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can maybe if you're just on a team or you're just attending a church, maybe you can have a critical attitude, right. or maybe you can have sort of a negative attitude. So but I good. think as you step into leadership that's one of the frogs that's going to come out in your life that's going to sabotage so where god good. really wants yeah. to take you like it that that negative that negative that attitude that's bent towards negativity mm-hmm. can actually begin to display in, as dishonor yes <laughs> you know it can begin to display um, and affect the leadership that you're walking in. It, it just begins. So like, for me, one of the things I had to deal with was, and I I still love sarcasm. Yeah. Like, and right. the, there's there's actually a healthy form of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. But I, I I noticed that when I was like kind of angry, mm-hmm. that it would it would turn into the anger would get cloaked as sarcasm. And even my preaching would be really sarcastic, right? And really, but from a hurtful place. And I think there's a healthy form of sarcasm, sure. But it was just something I had to deal with. In my, it was an attitude that came from a place of frustration, right? And it's it's sabotaging my leadership. And so that I think right. I think your attitude is something that, and I, I want to go somewhere in just a minute, mm-hmm. but I think your attitude is one of those frogs that can come out. The third thing is, is I think an unresolved hurt.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Like, and it's reasonable, you know, especially in church life, like a, a leader hurt you or a parent hurt you or somebody hurt you. And now you're trying to step into new levels and it's not a new devil. It's mm-hmm. it's that old devil that we right. never resolved. Like that that's manifesting in so, not right. being able to stay submitted or not right. being able to trust or, you know, trust leadership when we don't understand them. That hurt is kind of... It's that frog that's coming out that's sabotaging the leadership, and then the fourth thing that's that's really unfortunately it's more common than it should be, and it's just a hidden or secret sin. Mm-hmm. It's like something we we just haven't let anybody in on yet, right, and you know it's amazing how you can go with that stuff for a long time. People go years. But then as you start to try to rise and move forward in leadership and step into the calling that God has for you and experience really the greatness that God has for you, that the same power that raised Christ from the grave is going to be working in your life, right. doing doing the impossible, like you're trying to get to that place. Right. But yet this this thing and again. I believe, you know, if there's maybe somebody that's got something in their life, I just hope and I pray that our churches are the most grace-filled, life-giving places mm-hmm. to, to to let the frogs come out. That this isn't about judgment. This is about us trying to find healing right. and wholeness. And so, Paul says, "I want I want the light to shine because you're you're never gonna you're never your eyes are never gonna see the calling mm-hmm. until God shows you what's on the inside of you." Right. And I think when we start stepping into these seasons where it's common, and I think we need to realize this, it's common that when I'm trying to move from one season to another season that frogs would come out. Right. That this, that this, is, this is an expectation that if I'm going to move forward in leadership, it's going to challenge me on some areas, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to find some people who help me catch the right. frogs. And I think one of the things that, that we need to settle on is that, is that how much God loves us even as leaders mm mm-hmm. and why is god trying to shine light in our hearts right. to show us the things that are hidden in there well i think it's malachi 4 i can't remember mm-hmm. which verse it is but it said the son of righteousness right will arise with healing in his rays so good yeah so why does god illuminate something in our life it's because he wants to bring healing and wholeness to it right he, he wants he wants the son of righteousness to be able to shine into our lives Help us see some things that are in our hearts, mm-hmm. so that we can step into the things that God has for us. And right. you know, one of the one of the things I pray—it's the prayer of Paul. It's the prayer of Paul. Right. I, I pray that your whole heart would be flooded with light, right? Because there's a huge calling in front of you, and there's the same power that raised mm-hmm. Jesus from the grave that's wanting to do great things so, through you. So
1: good, so good. Uh, and one thing I was just thinking as you were talking, those. Sometimes we we mistake God's anointing and God's using us for his endorsement of the frogs. So like, yeah, I know I had this issue, but God's using me. Hmm. However, it will eventually come out. And uh, one piece of advice I would give particularly younger leaders are to find the mentors and the people in your life that will help you identify the frogs help before, before they come out, before <laughs> right. they come out. And so Dr. Brassfield um, has been that for me. I mean, we've had conversations before where he said, look, there's a, there's an attitude and no one else knows it right now, but I, I see something in you that's going to come out at some mm-hmm. point. So it gave me an opportunity to fix that. So yours was sarcasm. Right. Mine was cynicism. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm prone to see, you know, with, with every, Not with, you, every <laughs> <laughs> with every silver lining, there's a cloud, <laughs> <laughs> right. and it's about to explode, and yeah. lightning, and rain, right. probably get electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, but but to see that, and so to know that um, that have someone in your life that can call call that out, and uh, that way, as you're going up in leadership, and and you're progressing in your walk with God, that you aren't surprised by those things.
0: Yeah. I think just being open to the process mm-hmm. that it's normal for us to have things that need to be dealt with. So I think one of the things we do is we, we start to take the wreath off the door and the frogs start jumping out so we just hang the wreath back up. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I think um one of the one of the mindsets we need to have is just that Will embrace the process. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a message of sanctification. Right. We're gonna we're gonna embrace the messiness of it, just to ensure that our lives keep moving forward. I'm not I'm not going to allow the frog to define the season of my life. That I'm gonna get stuck in Christmas forever. It's July, and like Mm -hmm. everybody else is watching fireworks and I'm singing Mariah Carey Christmas album, you know. And I'm I'm stuck in it. And I really do believe there are a lot of people who have this expectation that stepping into leadership is somehow going to solve the problems of their lives mm-hmm. and it actually is what's going to expose right things right um and just being open to a leader that would coach you that would see things in you that would or even beginning to pick up like becoming more self-aware <laughs> that man i was really i was really toxic in that meeting you know i was really right. uh, whatever whatever the issue whatever the attitude is or this thought is really it's really sabotaging where I want to go. or um, And so just, just understanding that like the role of leadership is to constantly make sure that the wreath is getting taken down, right. that we're moving from one season to another season. And then we're just going to embrace whatever the mess is. We'll mm-hmm. embrace it because it's ultimately God trying to bring healing to make us better so that we can step into the things that he wants us to step into.
1: Right. And, Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know we all benefited greatly from it. And to tell that you're from uh, South Florida, because if you're in the panhandle, the frogs would be a good thing. Like, just cook them up and... You know, like, but, <laughs> but you're far enough right. south where the frogs or the, are still a bad thing. Or the Everglades. Either yeah. one. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, awesome. Well, Pastor Jason, thank you for joining us, and uh, we all benefited greatly from it. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Destiny Leaders Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. If this episode has inspired you in any way, we'd love for you to take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like a copy of today's notes, visit destinyleaders.com forward slash show notes. You can also sign up to have new episodes delivered straight to your inbox when they are released. Join us next time as we continue to develop the leader in you.